decide what your parameters are before you even start. Because once you start, it's easy to go past extreme measures because you don't want to quit. Yeah. Or it's easy to quit quickly because you don't want to lose too big. So I think it's really important to say, hey, you know, like in terms of gambling, I am only going to take $300 out. That is that is the most I am willing to lose in Vegas for this trip. In business, it could be I am only going to spend $10,000 in this marketing campaign. That is the most that I am willing to invest for leads. And this campaign doesn't turn a profit, right? Um, I am only going to spend this amount of time. Sometimes you have to negotiate and bargain with other people like family members, spouses, children, and things like that. For me, when it comes to taking risks, I'm a high-level risk taker. I'm going all in. But I do due diligence first. You know that I ask a lot of questions when it's time to like make a large investment. I have questions. I want to make sure that the decision that I'm making or the risk that I'm taking at least makes sense to me. It doesn't matter if it makes sense to other people. If I can rationalize it in my own head and it makes sense to me, I am going to go all in. But I do have some parameters. For example, three months ago, I invested $100,000 in a thing, right? I wasn't sure. I was just taking your leadership on this. I wasn't sure if this thing would work out. And I kept you know, saying to myself, as soon as I do it, watch, right? <laughs> well, I was willing to test that $100,000 up to a $50,000 loss. I knew that if I approached $50,000, I'm taking my money and I am running. I set that parameter before I got in because it's easy when you're in the situation to say, eh, but it could turn back around and go back up. And before you know it, you got $36,000 left. Um, that's, that's just my take on it. I struggle with quitting. Like there, there's no quitter in me. It can't be for, this segues into our conversation very, very well. So on this episode, we want to talk about, um, how do you know when it's, uh, no, what was the, how did you word it? Uh, what, what you should consider before you give up. Before what you, you should consider before you give up. And so as I was stating, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, it's hard for me to quit because the first thing that I consider, number one, mm-hmm. is what's the alternative? Like, what is the alternative? If I am not investing this $100,000 in this thing, then it's sitting in the bank and it has no chance of making mm-hmm. any money, right? So, what is the alternative? If I am not going all in on my business, then what is the alternative going on all in on my job? And is that what I really, really want to do? So when I'm looking at and measuring how long I'll stay in a thing, I ask myself, if I quit this, then what? I actually want you to really think about this. Like this is real time, like taking action. What right now can you identify about yourself? And you don't have to say it out loud, but what's that thing that's holding you back from taking that next step or going to that next level, starting your podcast, taking your business to the next level, going into a a new division? Maybe you're doing right now, but you want to be teaching. What's stopping? You're smiling. You already have identified something. And I can relate this back to David encouraging me to start the Full Transparency podcast. And it took about six months of just really saying, Donnie, you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. 
Well, most people assumed that my fear was doing a podcast without Dave. And that wasn't the fear. I've always thought that I would be the next Oprah Winfrey, right? Like, give me the mic and a chair, set me up and let me go ham. But when I started to do Social Proof Podcast, and I know everything that goes along with it, I know that one of the dynamics that make us so great is the fact that we are together. And I wasn't afraid of sitting in front of a camera and talking and, you know, solo episodes. That's not it. Do people want to see me without Dave sitting next to me? Mm. You never told me that. Yeah, 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 I did. Wow. The dynamic of... Dave and Donnie is powerful. Y'all wasn't rocking with it at first, but then you grew to absolutely love it. You love it so much. Now, if we create this separation and it's just Donnie, even though I know what I'm talking about, do you want to see me by myself? That was one thing. That was one fear that I had to get over in order to do it. The second thing was knowing me and my level of procrastination, am I going to stick with this to deliver episodes week after week after week? Do I want to give myself another task that forces me to challenge myself in an area that I have struggled in all my life? That meant that in order to do this, in order to execute on it, I had to face a challenge and correct it. I have to show up because now we've put it out and if I mess the episode, which won't happen, you guys are holding me accountable and then I'll lose viewership because it's like, oh, okay, she was consistent. Now she's not anymore. If David and I didn't put out the Social Proof podcast every single week, we weren't consistent. We didn't show up for ourselves. You would find someone else to watch. So there's two things with this new idea. And I'm saying it this way because most of you, raise your hand if you already have a business. Keep your hand raised if there's a new direction that you know you need to go into in your business. Put them down if you don't. All right. So most of you already have an existing idea, but you know there's something you should be doing, whether it's starting your own podcast, whether it's building your authority so that you can become a coach or a consultant, whether it's you know now that you need to stop just trying to let ads sell for you and you actually need to take sales calls. You're afraid to get on that phone. You don't think you know what to say, but you're not preparing for it. You're instead hiding and running from it so you never get to confront that fear fear, that thing that's uncomfortable for you, I want you to take a note right now. If you're taking notes on paper, I want you to write down three things, three things that have consistently shown up and held you back from going to another level. There's this challenge again. Sometimes it's procrastination. Talking to, um, I've been talking to a lot of people lately who are still kind of in that mode, they're so confused about where their next move should be in life that they are still, I'm, I'm still attached, attracting a lot of people who are depressed. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I shared my journey of depression last year um, and going through that journey with everybody that now y'all are comfortable talking to me about depression, you right? Manifested the people? I manifested these people. Yeah. I They saw, so one thing about me Why'd you and manifest us, these people? Let me talk. Okay. That's what we're going to do right like, now. Why would you manifest? Let me just, let me just, depression. because I overcame it. I overcame depression and I manifested people who need to see a real life example of what overcoming looks like. I'm sorry. Can I ask a question? For, I, I want you to go. I want you to keep going. You can ask a question. Put your finger I got down. Something in my eye. Put your I'm sorry. Down. Um, 
So you, did you start with saying, yo, I want to attract depressed people? Was no. that the beginning of the manifestation? So the manifestation is something that I say every single day, um, usually in the shower, and it's God use me mm. for whomever you see fit for me to, for, for, to use me right now, right? And so my brand and my whole life really is attached to, I used to do this for me. I used to do this. I used to build and chase dreams to make sure first I could survive and not have to work. That was like mm -hmm. first, like I never want to work in corporate America again. First. Second was to provide a life for my mother and my daughter. Done. Right. Um, now I realize, remember last year I went through a series of just, I'm not feeling it. I didn't know what was causing this depression. And it was because I realized that I was still serving myself like still serving myself. And my purpose is to serve other people. And if you're purpose driven like me and like you, you know that it can't just be about you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your cousins, your aunties, your grandparents, all of that. You have to leverage your success in a way that serves people in a grand way. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I got back to that. My point in talking about, you were asking about my lesson um, for the week I've still been attracting a lot of you guys who are suffering and struggling with depression. And I just want to give you a little bit of encouragement. You guys know that I'm a wordsmith and I love to break words down. And it just came to me this morning, really. Um, if you write down the word depression, you can't see it here. If you write down the word depression, just do it in your phone really quick. Write down the word depression and you're experiencing this. If you're watching this on camera, I want you to write it down on paper. And I want you to look at depression a little differently because you're looking at me and saying, Donnie, I'm so depressed. I don't know what to do. I want to quit. I want to give up. When I was struggling. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, 
Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. With depression last year, I never wanted to quit. I never wanted to get up. I wanted to get past it. I wanted to figure out how to get on the other side of it. There's never been a moment that I ever wanted to quit. And I need you to understand that that's the only difference between you and I. Now, if you look at the word depression and we do word scramble and we choose to use this word, our situation right now to create our solution. Guys, your solution is always hidden in the situation. Okay, you take the words out. We're going to start with the letter I write the letter word, the letter I. You don't need to do it, too. Nope, because I got it. It's in my head. That's good. We got the word depression written out. We're going to scramble these letters. We're going to start with the word I. Next word, put a space in between it. We're on. Next letter is P. Same word. Next letter is R, E, S, S, E, D. Next word, O, N. What does that say? I pressed on. Your solution is always hidden in your situation, right? Even down to the word saw. Right now, many of you are seeing your own circumstances for what they are. You see the lack. You see the house you don't like. You see the car you don't want to drive. You see the money, the the situation that you're in. You don't want to be there. You saw it. If you reverse that word, and that word is it ends up being was, when you look at yourself and who I am right now, I had to become who was Donnie Wiggins? Who did she have to become to change what she saw? If you are struggling with depression right now, I want you to not think about I'm stuck here. I can't get out of this. I can't get out of bed every single day. That's the difference between me and you. It takes a certain level of strength and it takes a certain level of belief to know that I'm in this situation right now, but I pressed on your solution is hidden right here in your situation. You want better money. You want a new house. You want a new car. You want a new opportunity. It's all, you got the answers. You have everything that you need right now. God has already revealed it to you, but you hadn't recognized it because you're so stuck in what is actually happening right now. Did y'all, were y'all waiting on her to come? Why did she stand y'all up? 
Did you, did you have questions for her? Were you going to be like, yo, I thought you was going to be on there. What happened? Have you seen me several times on the morning meetup? We're not talking about, we're talking about this past, we're talking in about yesterday. In the years, in the years that I have coached yesterday. on the morning meetup, I have never missed or been late. Can't say that anymore. However, yesterday, let me tell you guys, I am on this, this detox and this workout regimen that is taking a toll on my entire life. Why don't you say life. sorry instead of coming up with excuses? I did already say sorry no, to you. You're giving me a whole... Not talking about I'm them. explaining because you called me no, out. Like, I'm excuses. not going to be unreliable. No. I okay, apologize. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If your client came on and you said, um, oh. I, missed, I missed the call, right? You miss Your client misses your coaching session. I get and say, oh, breaks. man, I got the baby and I got to do this and I got to do that and also this happened. <laughs> I got this call and then this happened. And that's why I couldn't make it. Do you say, oh, I get it. I understand. Or you're like, yes, Yo, why are you I giving do, me all these excuses? Actually, if, if my client has been working with me for at least, what, four years or so, how long has the morning meetup been around? Proceed. Okay. If my client has been working with me for at least four years and this is the one time that something happened and they came and said, oh, the baby, this, that, and the other, I would totally understand it and grant them grace. In this case, I'm on this brand new detox, this brand new vegan diet, and I worked out like crap the night before. So I could not go to bed before three o'clock in the morning. The morning meetup is at 8 a.m. I did wake up in time for it, but I did that. Let me just lay down real quick. I got time. Oh, yeah, that'll get you. And I was out of there. Yeah, I called myself laying down and responding to my emails. And my phone is in do not disturb. So I didn't even get the text message. Oh, sure. I called man. So when I woke too. up, my phone was like on my chest, my head hanging off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So David told me that he's banned me from (laughs) coming on because we're we're like that on the podcast. If you're a guest on the podcast and you no call, no show, it's a wrap. You're banned. Am I I banned? No, you're not. Do you want to disappoint the people? I don't want to disappoint They like me. No, it's all all good. No, we... (laughs) So I'm going to teach this. So I don't want you to use this information. Yo, do not come on my call talking about no desire. When you're thinking about who can help you, make sure you're going to people who actually can help you, right? (laughs) Not people that you like to necessarily talk to. Sometimes you may have to get outside of your circle, for example. Um, Some of us grew up in households where we didn't learn a whole lot about money. We saw our parents struggling to pay bills. Anybody in here can relate to that? Yes. So would it be a wise choice to go to mom or dad and say, mom or dad, how do I create a budget? We didn't grow up in a house with parents who had good budgeting skills. If you grew up in a home with parents who had terrible credit, why would you go to them for credit advice? But your best friend's father has excellent credit. Maybe go to that best friend's father. Like when you're determining who can help you, it's also very important to identify who's unqualified to help you as well. Mm, and in this case where you're wanting to do more, like, I don't know about you. I don't know about any of you, but at a time I've been in circles of people that I outgrew, right? And I wanted to start doing some bigger things with my life. I wanted to start making some better decisions, but I stayed stuck in the same situations, making the same decisions. Doing the, getting the same results because I'm still asking these same friends. Like, I want to I wanna move beyond what this friendship offers, but right now you're the only friend, so I can only ask you, and you're giving me all of this advice. That's terrible advice because you're not even thinking on that level, nor have you experienced it. When you're asking people for help, it should be someone 
that has experienced something close or significant enough to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Very, very, very important. You in your own mind can't get the result that you've never had. That's a fact. You can't. You can't. I didn't get to where I am. You didn't get to where you are thinking on your own mind. Along the way, we've taken courses and we've learned to incorporate what somebody else thought. We've we've gotten mentors and we learned to incorporate what they thought. You being who you are right now, where you are in your life is exactly the place that you're supposed to be in because it's in direct al- in alignment with what you think and how you're thinking right now. If you want to get past that part, we have to start adapting different thought processes. And the best way, the fastest way, the most significant way is to find your who. Yes. There's a book called Who yeah. Not How. I forget the author. Is that Dan? Uh, what's, what's the name? Uh, Sullivan? Is, that Dan, is Dan Sullivan? Sullivan? Dan yeah. Sullivan. Who Not How. Everybody needs that book. Being paid by systems to work. Being paid by systems to work, which is the ultimate level that you want to get to, right? It is not the easiest level to get to. Most of us, entrepreneur or not, will start off by being paid by someone else to work via a job, right? Most of us started a job somewhere, whether you were cutting grass or you had an actual W-2 job, right? And that's where we all start. And honestly, we want to respect that part of the process because your job will teach you certain principles and values and operations and processes that help you to become a good entrepreneur. Here's the thing. It is easier to be a good entrepreneur when you were a good employee. That's a fact. It's not required that you be a good employee to be a good entrepreneur, but it is easier to be a good entrepreneur if you were first a good employee. If you were a person who lacked work ethic and your employer couldn't trust you to show up on time, to be working while you were on the clock, to do the job and get the result, why would your client trust you to show up on time, to do the work on time, and to deliver the result? Guys, the energy that you put out will always reciprocate. Even if you feel like you got lucky and you hit the jackpot and you sucked as an employee and you're making it as an entrepreneur, it's going to come back and pay you somehow. Might not be through your performance, but it might be when you're ready to start hiring people, then you get terrible employees because of the type of employee you were, right? Or you don't know how to be an effective leader because you didn't know how to be a great follower. So if you are working... We said this once before, change the thought process, right? If you're working and you want to work your way off of the job, immediately stop saying that you hate your job. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Because as David said once, the money that you make on your job is the investment capital that you need to create your business. Why wouldn't you respect that? Wouldn't you respect an investor? When you get an investor and you're... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Business, are you going to do everything you can to please said investor? Let me make sure we got the reports right. Let me make sure I'm executing. Let me make sure your job is your first investment into your business. And last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, and I- when did it happen before that? January of last year. It's crazy. Yep. So a year later, I get hacked. A little bit more than a year later, I get hacked. But the first time it happened, it, I think, was because I used public Wi-Fi in Dubai. And when I came back, I had all these notifications of, like, child pornography and things that were coming from the UAE. So Mm. that happened somewhere over there. Whatever. My bad. This time, when I woke up on Thursday, I kept getting all these DMs. Well, I saw I had all these DMs, and people were asking, like— well, you didn't ask for the cash app or what should I do next? What should I do next? And so I started replying, like, what are you talking about? And they were sending me screenshots of this other page. So my page was Donnie Wiggins underscore. Somebody created Donnie Wiggins underscore underscore, which on Instagram, it pretty much looks the same. And they were basically running a money scam, telling people, some people, they were telling them that they won a prize. Some people, they were talking in my voice and were saying things like, hey, you know that I'm eliminating some of my coaching offers, but if you if you cash at me $500 right now, I'll coach you for the next 30 days. And people were cash apping $500 and then coming to my DMs asking what's next. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you got scammed. So that page started to get reported. Well, I've since met someone at Facebook and what they ended up doing, that person who created the page has a Facebook business manager, which if you have a Facebook business manager, you kind of have some hierarchy in the in the in the usage lineup. And they went in and reported that I was that I was uh, impersonating them Mm -hmm. and making terroristic threats. And I literally just got the report back from Facebook. um, Are they going to be able to restore it? I don't know because they said that I was making terroristic threats. So I was literally on Facebook trying to post a story to tell people to go report this page. And my Facebook spazzes, blanks out. I mean, my Instagram blanks out and says your account has been disabled. Wow. And um, click here if you want to, you know, try to verify your account. If we think you can verify it, we'll let you know in 24 hours. So that was almost a week ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, your sister... Jeter Mm -hmm. said that she had someone who could help me um, get my page back. So we've had him working on it. And it just so happened that somebody who watches the podcast was looking for me and he found me. He said, hey, I work for Facebook. He showed me his credentials. And so he just started working on it yesterday. He doesn't work in the fraud department, but he escalated it because Instagram won't even give me the option. Can he verify me? No. How do you know? Because he doesn't, he's a he's like tech support. But he knows somebody in there. I'll ask him. You ask him? I'll ask him about okay, verification. Great, great, great. So you asked me how I felt. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got real selfish right there. My bad. When it happened, I said, here we go with this again. And I just knew that because that page had like 400 followers and mine was literally at 19,900 something followers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm almost at 20,000 followers. It's a no brainer. Well, when I didn't get the email, I'm like, okay. Forget it. So you called me. You texted me and was like, yo, what's up with your Instagram? Because you were trying to tag me in the podcast. Mm. 
you're like, what's up with your Instagram? And I'm like, got hacked again. You called me and you were like, all right, so what's the move? What's the new Instagram account? And I'm like, oh, I'm done. I am done. Yeah, she's I said, this. if they don't, Facebook said, Instagram said, Facebook and Instagram, if you hear me say it, they're interchangeable. They're the same company. Um, I said, if they don't send me an email saying that they need my ID to verify myself and it's coming back, I'm out of this. Like, I'm going to just keep doing the podcast and maybe jump on LinkedIn, go back to Facebook. And David said, nope, absolutely not. That's not what we're doing. And I'm like, well, I'm not angry about it or anything. I just don't. I'm exhausted, like, with this hacking stuff. Like, you can work so hard to build this community. And then it's just as easy as, like, Instagram has no real filter if somebody beats you to the punch mm-hmm. of claiming that you're a fraud and terroristic. They just shut it down. Mm-hmm. So anyway, David said, nope. And I was sitting in my car. I had just pulled up in my parking deck. And I said, all right, give me five minutes. I'm going to go upstairs and create another page. And so the same day that I was hacked, we created the the new page. And um, and it's fine. I'm, I'm still not upset and about it, is, it. It's Coach Donnie Wiggins, right? Yeah, it's Coach Donnie Wiggins. Uh, Coach, C-O-A-C-H-D-O-N-N-I-W-I-G-G-I-N-S. Listen, there are thousands of people that are watching this. I'm asking you all to follow Coach yeah. Donnie. Don't just listen to the podcast. Don't just enjoy it. Just go follow Coach Donnie Wiggins, okay? We need y'all to... Uh, I need Donnie back excited about Instagram. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not excited. I'm, I'm absolutely... I haven't given up. Like, I'm super resilient. So we're still there and we're going to do what has to be done, right? Um, but what I am most disappointed about is, like, losing my swipe up feature. That's, like, a really big deal. And I had just earned badges mm. on my live videos. And so, and I never transferred the money that I had for my live videos. Oh. So, (laughs) I just, you know, I don't know if that'll come back if I get the page. But it's cool. You know, hackers work incredibly hard. They have amazing work ethic. Mm -hmm. And brilliant skill sets, right? And if they would just, hey, listen, hacker, if, if you're even thinking about hacking me again, if you just reach out to me for like a job, I got those available. And it would probably be more lucrative. I really do. Like, you guys have amazing work ethic and you're brilliant. Like, I would really teach you how to legitimize that. I work with former uh, scammers and dope boys. And you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. just, it's a lane for that, for real. Yeah, 100%. So, why were you okay losing your social media? Um, I wasn't tripping because I have built a strong text community. So, the people who... Of the tens of thousands of followers that you may have, you may only have a couple hundred that mm. actually do business with For you. Sure. Of the hundreds of thousands of followers that you may have, you may only have a couple thousand that do business with you. The people who do business with me are connected to me through a platform that I, that I have ownership in. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I was just telling somebody today to start their text list, my clients, the Hartzogs, in fact, I was telling them to really get intentional about text lists. Stop only, like, when you're going live and when you're posting, your only call to action should not be click the link in my bio because literally in a split second, your bio can disappear. So instead, your call to action now should be email me or, which is so inconvenient right now, just text me the word such and such and such. That way... 
when something happens, when Instagram goes down, I can't go to Instagram and say, okay, well, I get that you guys are not going to give me my page back, but can you at least export me a CSV file with all my followers and their contact information? Mm -hmm. I can't do that on Instagram. But on my text app, I use community. Even if my text app goes down, we get an exported list. Like every two weeks, we download a new exported list of all of my text. Yes. Every two weeks I do this. The reason being is because community, you know, is still new and it's still kind of manual and you have to email them for this list. And the reason that I do that is because if people unsubscribe for the list, I have no evidence that they were ever there. Mm. So every two weeks we go in and we download the CSV file. So even if my community platform, my text platform blanked out, I still got all y'all phone numbers and email addresses. Words are spells. They are. Words are spells. Literally, mm. every word that you speak. This is why I'm always telling you guys is so important. Affirmations are powerful because words are nothing more than spells that you are casting over your life. You're literally speaking your circumstances into you existence. You spell words. You better. Ah, I caught that. You spell you words. Spell words. And that's why it's called spelling. Like early on in early in, in what primary education, you take spelling class. You have spelling lessons. Words are spe- we spell words. We cast spells. We cast spells every day through our words. So you think you're saying things when you're responding to something funny and say, "Oh my God, I'm a I'm a die." Shut up. Stop saying that. You think it's funny when you're telling people like, oh, my God, I hate this so much. I hate you so Like, stop talking like that, because these little things that you think that you're doing that are trendy and funny and cool. You are literally speaking life or death into your own circumstances. Oftentimes, it's not even the thing that you wrote down on your paper that you're afraid of. And I could even challenge what Dave is saying when you said, my fear at the time was having to go back to the Cheesecake Factory. It's even a step further than that. It's not really having to go back to the Cheesecake Factory that you were afraid of because you were already accustomed to that environment. You were afraid of the judgment that you would receive by going back to the Cheesecake Factory. So many of you wrote something down on your paper that really isn't the fear. 90% of what you're fearing is connected to, well, if somebody else recognizes this flaw in me, if somebody... What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art 
of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal else recognizes this failure in me what are they going to think what are they going to think if i go from driving a mercedes-benz back to driving a nissan altima what are they going to think if i'm an entrepreneur today if i scale my business and hire this team and it doesn't work and i have to go back and and get a job or I, i no longer have an assistant what are the people that i'm so worried about going to say about me how am i going to be judged you're afraid of judgment And a way that I overcame being afraid of judgment, I wrote down the names of the people that would judge me. I wrote down the names of the people that would judge me. And then next to their name, I wrote out the great thing that they've done that was so impactful (laughs) that their judgment actually mattered. I don't want you to miss that. Most of the time, we are afraid of being judged by people for trying something. These people haven't tried a thing. And you can say it, and you've heard that somewhere before. You've heard that already. But it wasn't until I'm such an action taker. I have to write it down. Sometimes I have to see it in front of me. I heard it before. I heard somebody say, don't worry about being judged by somebody who ain't doing anything with their lives. Don't worry about, you're worried about your next move in your business by somebody who's never started a business. 
You're worried about showing somebody that you have to pivot in your business when they're still on the same job, underpaid, complaining about that same coworker over that same coffee machine in that same break room, pulling up to that same environment that drains them every single day. I want you right now, write down three names of people that you're afraid to be judged by. And then next to their name, write down what you know to be their greatest accomplishment. Mm, yeah, he actually, said I'm blank. I actually had a plan too. Uh, like, cause I did run this scenario in my head that if I had to go to the cheesecake, like if I had to go back to Cheesecake Factory, because it's a chain, I'll just go to one in another city. Don't nobody know me. <laughs> that was a real plan That's of mine. That's a fact. I was like, <laughs> let me just Yo, move to Kansas. I did the same thing. I thought <laughs> I was going. When I left my job in 2014. I was so afraid. I had moved my mom. I had moved myself into this luxury high-rise apartment building, right? Condo building. And I got real froggy. I moved my mama in, too. I had her completely walk away from her home to move her into this condo building. And then I had the audacity to quit the job that allowed me to be in that position. And my mom didn't believe necessarily at that point in entrepreneurship. So I had to hide from my mom. Mm. I had to hide the possible failure from my mom. You ever been like at home, I don't know, in any environment, um, especially like when you were a kid and your parents come in the room and you were chilling, you were laying back and you got to jump up real quick and act like you were doing some work. That's like the energy that my mom gave me. When we lived together, anytime I heard her coming down the hall, I could not rest because I knew that every second she didn't see me moving, I was being judged. Now, my mom is a person that means the world to me. And I said that in 2014, when I left my job, if all else fails, Uber drivers were getting paid back in the day. <laughs> I'm going to drive on the other side of town Nobody lives in Ackworth that I know. I'm going all the way, 45 minutes away, and I'm Uber driving every single day because it has to work or it has to work. There's always a backup plan. There's always a strategy that's available, but I didn't do that. Instead, I had to come to terms with, I understand that my mom is judging me, but... I watched my mom over the years start a business and stop it, start a business and stop it, start a business and stop it. Here I am starting the business and when things get hard, I keep going. And then I start another thing and when things get hard there, I keep going. And then I have an obstacle that I'm confronted with and guess what, I overcome it. And then another obstacle that I'm confronted with and I overcome that too. And so I realized there's a distinct difference. I cannot be afraid of what my mom thinks about me in business because it looks a lot different than what I am actually doing. Seriously, think about those people that you are so fearful of being judged by. Most of you as parents, some of you as your spouse, others of you as your best friends. How dare you be afraid of being judged by friends who have less than you, who are doing less than you, who want less than you. We were talking about this backstage about raising the bar for ourselves. Everybody say raise the bar. Raise the bar. 
I'm going to be honest with you. Most of your bars are in the trash. He said, what? <laughs> Word? Most of your bars are set so low. You only want this. If I could just do that, if I could only get this, what's the saying? If you aim for the stars, if you aim for the moon, you'll land on the stars. Most of you have earth level bars. You're not even aiming for the moon. Your bar is being set by the standard that somebody else gave you. My bar could have been the standard that my parents set for me. Go to school, become a chemical engineer. Black women are killing it in that industry, making all the money. You go to school, you graduate that, with that degree, you'll work in somebody's factory and you're gonna make $75,000 a year. That could have been my bar. Compared to what I've actually done and accomplished by betting on myself, would you agree that that bar could have been in the trash? I could have settled for 75,000 or I could be the Donnie Wiggins today that made seven figures. Which bar are you setting for yourself? What's your floor? What's your ceiling? There's a billionaire who says, I could have went for seven figures. My bar would have been on the floor. I knew that I would become a billionaire earner. There's a trillionaire who's saying, oh, seven figures, laughable. Your bar, not only are your goals and your results based on somebody else, most of the time the things that you're aspiring to be are created by evidence of something that you saw somebody else doing. You come into rooms like this and you see people up here. You saw uh, TJ on stage talking about real estate and how to acquire real estate. And now, anybody in here inspired to another level to go out there and, and make money in real estate? Raise your hand. Your bar in that area, your goal, your desire is set based on information that he gave you. You need more TJs, more Georges, more Carters, more Davids, more Donnies. Your bar right now is set based on those people who are judging you. I would love to if I could highlight. Um, I have two clients in the room. Let's give it up for the heart zogs. <laughs> and first of all, they drove all the way from Dallas to be here. But I believe that they are one of the dopest examples of getting paid from other people's work. Um, they have created a cleaning service, right? A cleaning company but they don't own any cleaning supplies. They don't clean any units. They don't even know how to clean because they don't clean. People clean for them. So they have figured out how to leverage people who love cleaning and they have generated multiple six figures hand over fist from this service. So back in March, they contacted me and hired me to be their coach because they wanted to earn, the number was $100,000 from their course in March to now teach people how you can go out and create a cleaning business without owning any cleaning supplies quick, or anything. How did y'all find Donnie though? Real quick. Really? First oh, of all, I, I you promise just I didn't knew know it. that. You I, know I, it. I, I was making a point and I'll make a point in just a minute, but go okay, ahead. Okay, okay. It was the podcast. Um, and then we met at the content creation boot camp, but we had just did our okay. So let me, because I want to highlight them for this. And then I want you guys, y'all can make y'all's way to the mic because I kind of want to hear about why you did this. 
Um, again, they so now they they contacted me in March. They want to know how can we create, how can we help more people start cleaning businesses without owning any cleaning products? Like if you could do that, fantastic. So in March, they had sold $4,000. The highest they'd ever done in a month was $4,000 in core sales, right? They came and they said, Donnie, we need to make $100,000. They just last month or earlier this month closed out at $100,000 so far this year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of so so getting paid from what other people do right and now you can teach how you own a barber shop and you get paid for other people's hands so if you want to take a vacation for your birthday month for 30 days you have successfully made six figures yeah. with your barber shop and now you can create a course or a program and you can help other people understand other barbers who look just like you now that I've gotten paid for what other people are doing. When they told me that their goal was $100,000 and I saw that their concept was a cleaning business without owning cleaning products, I said, this is genius. I'm going to write you a little measly $100,000 down, but we're going to laugh at this because you're going to make way more. And now the goal is two fifty. dollars Well, that's what we said, but they're going to do three hundred mm, this year. Let's go. Let's go. Right? Tell us about what you do and how you leverage other people's talents yep. to make money. So, um, long story short, my name is Anthony. Come closer. Look closer and I'm Janoka. Go ahead. So, uh, we started a six-figure cleaning business, and the goal was, like Donnie said, was to leverage other people's expertise. Uh, I don't clean. She doesn't clean. We hate cleaning. So, we pretty much are just like Airbnb, Uber, Lyft. There's a service that needs to be provided. There's a person who does the service, and we match them together, and we take a profit from that. You can wow. continue. <laughs> that's it. So what we do is um, we use contractors to clean. We hire them and they go out and do the jobs, basically. So that's why we don't own any cleaning supplies. We basically connect the customer with the um, contractor. They go do the job and we charge the customer and that's how we get paid. When how- did when, when did things change for you? Uh, let's see. In the cleaning business itself? Like, yeah, when did it start making money? When did it start picking up? So we started in November 2017, and I would say it probably started picking up about October 2018 for us. Gotcha. That's really when it started picking up. We part, we started putting more marketing dollars into it, to and be honest. And at the height of the pandemic in March, we had more time, and we said, we want to make this course. Yeah. People kept asking about it. We started posting more content, mm-hmm. and they kept asking the same questions. And I said, let's do a course. And she was like, nah, I'm not with it. Yeah. She, so she like wasn't with it. We went on live and we spoke about the cleaning business. I said, if you could get 10 sales, we didn't have the course at all. We had no concept. If you get 10 sales pre-selling this, then we'll do it. We got 15. Yeah. So then we did the course and launched it June 1st of last year and then started with Don, Donnie um, March of this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to this model, how many things could you have done, but then you said, eh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So maybe you're a graphic designer and you're saying, I am tired of designing. I don't want to design anymore. 
are, do you have the platform for exposure where people are consistently coming to you for this job? And now can you go out and find contract graphic designers to come and complete these jobs for your clients and you're making this money hand over fist? They make too much money with a business doing a thing that they hate doing. They don't clean themselves. You guys did what, 400? What's the count? So far, our sales with the cleaning business, mm -hmm. we're about like at 750. Yeah, we're close to 800,000. Yeah, so by the end of this year, beginning of next year, it'll be a million dollar business. Wow. They don't clean. Yeah. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, what can you do? Those of you who are, look, she's turning around like, wait, let me get back to my notes because I know it was something right. that, what can you do? You're looking for a way to make money. You don't think you have a skill. You don't think you have a talent. Or maybe you know you have it. You haven't figured out how to monetize it. Is there something that you can do to get paid from other people's talent? Like, there are people who love to clean. There are people who love to do the thing that you hate. Can you leverage your exposure or your likeness and say, hey, let me get a contractor to do this. I'm going to take a commission from it. Is, right. that a, is that a fair business model? 16 and 2017, I decided that I wanted to be totally for women. My analytics looked just like this at that time. I wanted to be totally for women. I'm doing all women stuff. I'm catering to my girls. Guys, I'm sorry. I'll refer you to David or whatever the case may be. Well, business started to go down. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, well, my girls didn't show up for me the way that I thought they would. I didn't, I didn't decipher my analytics the way I should have. My audience is 50-50. There's not enough of a discrepancy there to say that I need to be in one area or not. So that's when it clicked for me, like, you don't have to be a business coach or an empowerment coach just for women. You're just a business coach and an empowerment coach for a certain type of business, not necessarily a certain gender. And that is a plug because I tell people, I get people all the time who will do a strategy call with me or my team where they're, you know, they're in coaching and they're like, oh, well, I teach people, how I teach women how to bake. Okay. Or I teach men how to be more emotional. Well, tell me why just men or tell me why just women. And they never really have a good enough reason other than I have a passion for men or I have a passion for women. Well, what do your analytics say? What do your analytics say? Do you have a male audience? Sell to them. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> what do you see. think it means to manifest? You do have to talk louder though. Don't she? Is she low? First of all, you got a cold? I am talking the way I always talk. Don't start with me today because you're about to go down the line of trying no, to embarrass I'm not. me. No, I'm not. And I will cut you. Manifestation okay? definition. Clear or obvious to the eye or mind. Okay. Display or show a quality feeling by one's acts, appearance, demonstrate. It's not even a real definition of this word. <clears throat> to manifest something means. <laughs> I don't think the culture created. To, mani <laughs> <laughs> to manifest something means to make something happen, to make something certain, right? And I still think you don't understand manifestation. You believe that manifestation is this dream that you can just dream and make it real. You say, oh, I want to raise $100 million and boom, $100 million happens. It's still faith and work together mm -hmm. right in order to achieve the result so to manifest something is simply a system in which you first have a thought that's followed by an intention or maybe the intention comes before the thought either way but you have an intentional thought about something this is what I would like to accomplish in my life this is these are the things that I want to achieve and then 
you maybe think on it over and over again. Maybe you write it down. Maybe you're somebody who journals and you're writing it down. And eventually it's like once you think on an idea long enough, you start to believe it, right? You start to believe that idea. You start to believe that you can have these things. You so start you can to manifest become, the belief. No, you, you, you have the belief. You create the belief. The belief happens first. So it's not even that. You, you manifest becoming the person to act on that belief. So you have a thought. I want $100 million. Right now, today, what we have in place, we probably don't have what it takes to get the $100 million, but you've put that thought out there. The intent is to take this $100 million and build a bigger, better clubhouse, right? Mm -hmm. Now that we've put that out there, now we have to start doing the work. Now we have to start. Now, now the idea is here, just like it was for the clubhouse. The idea is here. We got to get this $100 million, $100 million, $100 million, $100 million. Now what we're going to do is be so intentional in our thoughts that every opportunity, every new relationship, we're going to be looking at, is this person a seed for this goal? Yes. And eventually we will find we will begin to attract because the energy that we're putting out there ma matches the thought and the desire then we start to do the work before you quit or give up you should consider who else will be affected from me quitting mm -hmm. who else who else quits who else loses because i decided to quit and how much is the pain of them losing with you worth to you, right? So who else is affected? Couple of examples. Some of you may have children. If you quit and you don't continue to pursue your dream, what kind of life does the as is you provide your kids? If you quit, what kind of example do you fail to set for the friends around you that you see so much potential and they need to do so much better and you're that friend, if you quit, do they continue to quit? Who else stands to lose based on your decisions? For me, if I quit and I say the same, if I quit right now, my daughter stands to lose. My mom stands to lose. My friends stand to lose because just simply being associated with me provides something to their lifestyle. My employees stand to lose. If I quit right now, I am affecting dozens of lives. And then not even thinking about the lives of the people who I impact that I'll never, ever get to speak to. But you're watching, you're looking, you're listening. And it's something about Donnie Wiggins and who she is today that's driving you, that keeps you going. All of those people stand to lose. If you quit on life, you know, I hear people say sometimes who are. Um, who have survived like a suicide attempt. I hear them say that at that moment, their thoughts are so cloudy that nobody else's pain matters to them. Nobody mm. else's pain. They can't think of anybody else. And I'm, I'm imagining that it feels that way like in business when you're just so burnt out. I saw a clip from a podcast yesterday and it's going around on Instagram right now. I forget whose podcast it is. It might be Academics where this guy says, I have been looking for good people for so long. I'm just tired. And I'm and, and he asked him, like, you, you, you that tired that you're ready to quit? And this big grown man just starts crying on this podcast. He's like, I am tired. And I wanted to be in that audience and raise my hand and say, but wait, don't get so tired that you just give it all up. Who else is going to lose? What could you continuing 
to search for these people that you need in your life, that result, who else could benefit from that? Who can hear your story right now and they're feeling like you and and you're ready to quit and you're justifying quitting for them and they jump too. Mm. They quit too. What if you just keep going long enough to be so powerful and so impactful that a nation of people keep going because of your decision to keep going? You have systems. Being paid by systems to work. Yep. Being paid by systems to work. So now you've got people in place, but you also have automations in place. So what about what you do can you automate, right? What can you delegate and what can you automate? So maybe you do high ticket sales and your business requires sales calls and you're doing the sales calls. Can you now hire a sales team? Systems, people think that systems are all technology and systems are not technology. Systems are simply a way that something is done over and over and over and over again. So identify what are the repetitive tasks that are happening in your business? What happens every single day on a frequency? And then ask yourself, how can I simplify this process? Is it people? Is it a software? Is it a process? How can I simplify it? So I know commonly many entrepreneurs want to engage their clients via email and text messages. Well, make your life easier and put a system in place for that and pre-schedule emails. If you're sending out revenue generating emails, let's go ahead and pre-schedule those. How can you pre-plan your content? That's a process that's a part of a system, right? Instead of taking notes on paper, what kind of client management software can you use now to digitally track your clients and their progress? SOPs, what kind of processes and workflows can you put together so that you can train everybody? So SOPs are really great for, for two really good reasons, you right? You want to share what SOPs are? I'm sorry, standard operating procedures, the way you do something in your business or the way you get to the result. So you want SOPs for two primary reasons. Number one, you want them to make sure that the people who are working in your business are all operating by the same code of business. And number two, you want SOPs in place to make sure that your clients and customers are served the same way. You don't want somebody to get Jacob on a sales call and they get a 10 minute call and you know it was in Jacob's voice and then somebody else gets Stephanie on a call and it's a 45 minute call and they got the whole shebang red carpet laid out for them. The SOPs is a part of a process which is a part of a system that makes sure that your employees are all marching to the beat of the same drum and your customers and clients are all getting the same experience. So right now, right now, what are three things that you can begin working on automating and delegating right away in your business? And start with the thing that you're doing that you're not so great at doing and it makes you money. What are you doing that is a, that, that you need to make money and you're not so great at doing it, but you've been trying to DIY yourself there forever? Let's put a system in place for it. So, for example, me. Tech. I'm capable of doing tech. I was an engineering major. 
I decided a very long time ago that I don't want to be bothered with tech. I don't like to sit at the computer and just be deep in the details and figuring stuff out. I'm going to pay somebody to do that, right? But for so long, before I could pay somebody to do that, I was trying to figure out how to set up these workflows. And then it's a disaster and all this good stuff. And then I took a course that taught me how to put a system in place. I got coaching from someone that taught me how to put certain systems in place. Tech was important. And it was the first thing that I delegated and automated because without my sales funnels and without my landing pages, I don't have a way to communicate my message. I don't have a way for people to go and do business with me, right? So that's that's something. Maybe you're taking payments via Cash App. Oh, just Cash App me, PayPal me. No, let's put a system in place. How can you collect money like a professional? But not only are you collecting money, you're collecting data because when you're using like a Stripe or however you're getting paid, Square, whatever it is, They're collecting your customer data. They're collecting names, emails, phone numbers, locations. You're getting so much more data. It's a growth task. It's a responsibility that you have to make sure that you have a good system in place for accepting payment. Team meetings. That's a system. Your team isn't operating to your beat. They don't know what's going on. You're constantly texting everybody individually. No, routine and regular team meetings. That is a system that you have in, your, in place in your business. Write that down. You got to get around people who see it bigger. When I wanted to make six figures, I started to hang with people who made six figures. When I wanted to make seven figures... I started to hang around people who made seven figures. As simple as when I wanted to become an entrepreneur, I had to stop hanging around people who weren't actively pursuing entrepreneurship or already were entrepreneurs. Many of us are held back just by our own network, just by our own circle. Like if you're doing what somebody close to you is doing, you feel like you're doing good enough. Bars on the floor. You're hanging around people that you're doing better than, and so you think you're excelling and you're doing great, bars in the trash. Because look at what you're comparing your result to. Time is not on our side. You guys know that, right? Like right now, we are in the middle of the best of our years. We are in literally experiencing the best of our years. You have your best health. You have your best physical abilities. You have your best mindset. Ah, my physical ability was a little bit. About 10 years ago, I could dunk. I used to be able to dunk. So I challenged you, you on the You were never physical. able to dunk. I Anything. Be, I'm just saying I'm not in my best. Physical. Let me let, let let me say this. <laughs> I just want to challenge you right there. If you, this could be your bar. <laughs> my knees are different. This could be your bar. The person who goes to the gym once a week and touches a machine for two minutes. Ten. This could be your bar. The person who is determined to be in the best physical shape of her life at age 44. And to do that, I'm working out every single day. Well, now, five days a week. I didn't know she was 44, did you? Go on, clap it up for being elderly and fine. (laughs) Just fine and elderly. (laughs) 
seriously and even if I'm not like you know I'm probably not doing backflips and all that stuff like I was when I was a cheerleader but I really feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Do you know why I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life? Why? Because there was a period of like three years when I was in the worst shape of my mm. life. And now I'm in such a better, I'm, I'm in such more of a better position because I'm actually doing the work. Like I made a decision and that's what, that's what many of you have to do. What's your next step and where you got to go? Write it down. Where do you immediately need to go? Put it in your phone. Write it down. We should see all hands, fingers moving. Where do you immediately need to go right now? Raise your hand if the place that you need to go to get to the next level in your business, you've needed to go there for more than a year. It's been like a rolling thought. Raise them high. We're not judging, kind of, but raise them high. Um. I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and they're always looking for marketing strategies, right? And they want to get paid marketing strategies, but then they don't have any money. They don't know how to run ads and they don't have any money to pay a marketing team to run ads. And so then they say, well, my business has halted. It's at a standstill because I can't run ads. When I launched my signature program, I attempted to run ads and for Facebook's reason, they banned and blocked and disabled my entire business manager. At this time, I cannot run ads, and it's been more than a year. Still can't. Still can't run ads. I have made more money in this last year than I have in one consecutive year in my entire history of doing business because I didn't care. If I can't run ads, I'm going to do something else. So... What's stopping you? You don't know how to run ads? You don't have the budget for a marketing agency? Can you do a podcast? Like, I guarantee that I'm getting booked for strategy sessions right now. Right now, because somebody is watching a podcast. Can you go live a little bit more? On Can you be your ad? You become your ad and go live on your Instagram channel, on your Facebook channel. You start a profile on LinkedIn. You get on Twitter and start post. You get consistent with content three to five times a day, every single day. You attend things like you can't invest in ads, invest in the content creation bootcamp. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.